Hey, what up Long Beach? Welcome back to the one and only Long Beach State Athletics podcast that features the one and only athletics director, Andy Fee. It is the LB Fee Show, hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and to my right. Mike Gardabasio, uh, every week for this spring, we've been bringing you a new show featuring Andy Fee and a guest from Long Beach State. This year, it's the end of the year. It's our last one of the 2017-18 season. So instead of having a guest on, what we're going to do is talk with Andy about some of the top moments from around Long Beach State this year, as well as give him a couple questions that we got from Long Beach State fans. So with that said, Andy, welcome to the show. How we doing, guys? Hard to believe end of the year show. Yeah. How, how are you? How are you doing? It's end of your first year. Did it go as fast for you as it did for us? It did. Blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. <laughs> how was the final weekend of the year? It was good. You know, I, I think you know as we come in and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more. We've only got our, our track athletes going right now, so it is kind of kind of odd. I was talking with our staff uh, a little earlier today about uh, it goes so quick, and then the, the next season will be here before we know it. Let's not talk about that yet. we got a little bit of time in between, but uh, you, you mentioned it. There will be six Long Beach State athletes up at the NCAA track finals uh, in Eugene, Oregon. I'll actually be up there to check them out along with some of the other Long Beach natives. Uh, it's a, the shortest this week at the beach we've ever done because, as Andy mentioned, that's the only thing happening for Long Beach State athletes this week. <laughs> but uh, how, you know, for you, for, as, as a runner, how cool is that for you to see uh, the history made by the 4x1 team uh, and then I just love it. We, we talk about it all the time. I love it when we get to see local kids on TV and obviously they got a pretty good shot of making it to uh, Saturday's finals. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a big deal. You know, it, um, I was talking with Sal, one of our jumpers and you know, the amount of effort and work he put in, uh, this year to get to nationals. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you're celebrating it, but when you reflect upon the amount of effort, the work, the coaches, um, the trainers, you know, everybody that's involved in it. It, uh, it's just a great opportunity for our university. And as you mentioned, it, to, to get on TV and, and to get a little, you know, big time love, so to speak, but uh, also kind of throw, uh, you know, the beach out there and let everyone know what we're about. It is uh, that time of year, mailbag, people asking us a bunch of questions. What's going on with the future of Long Beach State Athletics? And I think we got one from a staple of Long Beach State, Yelby Spiker. Uh, the, the LB Spiker people, you'll be shocked to know, Andy, want to have a question about volleyball. And the question is, uh, you know, there's sort of been rumblings for a while about separating the beach volleyball team and the indoor volleyball team, uh, creating, you know, some kind of a, a position uh, for the beach volleyball team. Do you have an update on that, uh, on what your hopes or intentions are, or, or where is that uh, process right now? Well, great question from LB Spiker, as always. Uh, and very timely, um, we're actually working on uh, the first move uh, to separate both programs, um, which is to, uh, uh, to have a full-time head coach for the program. And uh, you know, it won't come as too much as a surprise uh, in terms of who, who that's going to be. Uh, they're, currently, uh, they're currently coaching the team, but uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't want to go too far. But, um, but I'm excited about that direction, and, and so is... Uh, Coach Campbell, uh, who uh, who's done an amazing job, and uh, you know that's the first piece of uh, of a few steps we'll need to do in terms of looking at scholarship allocations, training facilities, locker rooms, all of the kind of mundane things um, that that come along with it. But we are um, you know aware of uh, what we need to do to propel us from from where we ended up this year at fifth sixth place um you know in the rankings 
uh, to being nationally competitive every single year uh, in Gulf Shore. It, it was remarkable. A couple of years ago, the team wins. It was shortly before the NCAA officially added the sand volleyball, beach volleyball as a sport. So it was, it was an uh, AVCA, American Volleyball Coaches Association National Championship but it was won by Long Beach State, and Matt Ulmer, who's now at Oregon, but at the time was coaching that team, said, this is like the ultimate underdog story. There's no scholarships, none of the coaches are getting paid for it, and we won a national championship. So excited to hear that you guys are uh, planning on putting some resources behind it. I feel like, you know, we've all talked about this, but Long Beach State really competes on the national level in sports like volleyball and water polo. They obviously won the men's volleyball national championship this year. And as you said, it was disappointing for that team, and they still ended up finishing fifth in the country. Yeah. So uh, very cool to hear those plans. Uh, we also got another question via email. Yeah, actually, I've gotten this question a lot this year. Everybody wants to know what the update on Blair Field is, the refurbishment and everything going on there, because we know Marilyn Bull gave that money uh, recently, and you have seen the improvements, but I think people want a couple more details. What is the next thing they're going to see at Blair Field? Yeah, so uh, the first step uh, is we've hired a, a consultant to come in and look at the projects we've identified. Uh, those, in, in, in a nutshell, are... Um, refurbishing the, the lighting system, uh, installation of new LED lights with higher foot candles, which uh, provide better visibility at night. Uh, you know, the second one is the playing surface, which looks great from the stands. You look at it, but the reality is, I, I mean, I don't know if it's ever been touched beyond the, 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 the surface, so to speak, of the irrigation and drainage, uh, which, which needs to be addressed. You know, it doesn't rain here that often, but when it does, um, case in point, I think it was last year, 2017, the series versus Oklahoma had to be flip-flopped, and, and we had to go to Oklahoma because of the rain, which sounds crazy, but, <laughs> but it happened. Uh, and then, the, you know, the third piece um, is, is really looking at, um, I'll call it kind of down the left field line, we have um, uh, a building down left field line that housed city offices, uh, Department of Recreation and Sport and Recreation for the city, and uh, we're looking at uh, what we need to bring that building up to uh, compliance terms in terms of state code and city code. Having been in that building, I'm assuming that's going to be a little bit of work. Uh, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 but it is great. I, I think those, those projects um, are, are, are three keys to remaining competitive and then building upon the, the foundation that Coach Buckley has put in place and, uh, you know, folks like Marilyn Bowl and others who have stepped up and, and, and that we're talking to on these projects um, will help keep the dirt bags uh, at the top of uh, the conference. We are always accepting questions and we have multiple uh, podcasts to list them on. So please do send your uh, your comments, your questions uh, via Twitter, Facebook, um, all that interaction. That's why we're at the 562.org to cover all of these Long Beach State and Long Beach sports stories. You might also use our emails. That's helpful sometimes. Mike at the 562.org or JJ at the 562.org. We're not going to be doing a show with Andy for a little while, but we do still run into him from time to time. So if you've got a question and you feel like emailing it to us, go ahead. And make sure you visit that website, hit that subscribe button, the newsletters, the videos, the previews, the recaps, and all that stuff. We'll be continuing all summer as we gear up for next year. But before we do that, we're not talking about next year. We're yet. not talking about next year yet. <laughs> we are running down the top 10 moments of the year for here at Long Beach State. We're also going to be doing the top 10 moments for the local high schools and all that stuff at the 562 that you can look there. Uh, we'll also have the links to the stories and stuff so you can kind of relive those moments. Um, so right now we're going to do top 10. We'll start at 10 because I think we all know where we're going to end up. 
But uh, num- at number 10, I've got the women's water polo team, a senior night win to remember. Senior Virginia Smith celebrates her last game at Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center by scoring four goals and the eventual game winner in overtime to beat Cal State Northridge. She also had two key steals down the stretch in the fourth quarter of that game to force overtime, and that's just beach water polo, man. Use your defense to create your offense. It's just a perfect night for Smith in that senior class. At number nine, we've got golf. I'm excited to talk about this. It was a great year for Long Beach State golf, but Joe Fryer uh, made some history this year. Oh, yeah, he did. He won a couple tournaments. He won the Big West Golfer of the Month in consecutive months, and then he was named first team Big West Conference. Uh, Joe Fryer, a junior, going to come back next year with new head coach, uh, Andy, you know, the, the future of the golf program, we'll get to the women in just a second, seems to be really bright right now. And you've got another local kid, Tyler Schaefer from Wilson High School, who just made history with the Bruins coming in as your next big recruit. Yeah, it's it's big time. Michael Wilson, our, our new head coach here at the beach, has done a phenomenal job recruiting. And I think with Joe Fryer coming back and others that, uh, you know, we're positioning ourselves to, to get to be kind of uh, at, the, at the top of our conference and do more beyond that. At number eight, Clayton Andrews, our pitcher of the year. And I, I'd love to have a conversation with somebody about that. <laughs> uh, Clayton Andrews wins four straight Pitcher of the Week awards in the Big West. No one's ever done that before. Junior Southpaw had an amazing year, both on the mound and at the plate, actually. Uh, he led the team, or he was second on the team in RBIs, walks, and stolen bases, while also leading the Big West in strikeouts with 118, which is like 16th in the nation. An unbelievable season from Clayton Andrews. I mean, the Otani of the Big West, it was just a blast. I know, Andy, you got out to Blair Field a lot this season to see uh, Andrews do his thing both on the mound and at the plate. Yeah, and I think if you asked Coach Buckley at the beginning of the year whether he would envision this happening, I, I don't think you could get him to say that. So I think, you know, a, a very pleasant surprise and a big piece of the success this year. I'm working on a column right now about the Big West awards and just kind of awards in general. And my thought is is that no one who voted on the Pitcher of the Year award had to get a hit off of Clayton Andrews this year. And I think that needs to change. (laughs) I think the Big West should be the first conference that allows the players to pick the Player of the Year awards. What do you think about that? I think that would be interesting. You know, I I always think about this. You look at any awards and... You know, you can sit there and say sometimes it's just clear, right? That That's the player of the year, and then many times um, it's debatable. And I think who knows better than the athletes um, of who is the best. So I, I, I'd love to see it be unique. Oh, I'm, I'm using that quote in the story. <laughs> <laughs> also, there's the player of the year MVP separation. I mean, can a player of the year play on the third-place team? I think so. I think so. Especially in baseball where stats are king. Well, he definitely did uh, this year in our opinion. Moving on to number seven, <laughs> uh, it, you know, Andy mentioned Clayton Andrews, kind of a pleasant surprise. Another pleasant surprise, the women's basketball team ending the season on a five-game winning streak. Uh, you know, Andy, we talked about this when Coach Kamen came in this year. It's tough when you get your dream job and you walk into the pyramid and there's, you know, less than a starting five uh currently on the roster (laughs) he obviously had to go out and do a lot of late cycle recruiting uh brought in a lot of players and they took their lumps i saw it was very frustrating for him frustrating for the for the team to kind of struggle early in the season but i also thought you know i mean they beat uh cal state northridge who went on to win the big west tournament and get to the ncaa tournament and uh and they looked really good down the stretch i think that was really as someone who covers the team but also obviously for the team it was sort of a nice confidence boost out of the gate Uh, at the end of the season to know that, okay, next year we do have some pieces coming back. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the work that Jeff's done in a short period of time speaks volumes to the person he is. Uh, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, a tough start to the year, but, you know, to get a win at Arizona, the Northridge win, and to close out the year, um, where if it hasn't been going your way early, it's tough. It's easier, I should say, it's easy to kind of shut it down and just say, ah, well, the year's lost. What does it matter? Uh, but, you know, that team never gave up. They fought hard every single game. And uh, I think it's built uh, a great foundation uh, as we look ahead. At number six, speaking of foundation, we've got the Dan Munson contract extension. Obviously, a lot happened this year, but I think the most important thing that happened with the men's basketball program is the fact that Dan Munson is going to be here for the foreseeable future. And more importantly, the rollout of the decision and how you included the community in what the future of this program is going to look like, I thought was really interesting. Talk about the decision to do that rollout with the videos and kind of that like fireside chat style where you and Munson talked about the fact that the program under Dan Munson isn't going to look like the recent program under Dan Munson. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you, you think of the typical coaching changes or the extensions and they're pretty generic a lot of times. And, uh, we know our fans are engaged. We know this community is, is very engaged and we know they're sophisticated. They know what's going on. And, we wanted to be real with them. We know that there's, uh, you know, work to be done. We know that the that our com- collective expectations haven't been met in the last two years. So, um, but having said that, you know, I think the future is bright. Um, you know, we just brought back uh, Bobby Braswell to the coaching staff, and uh, he coached here years ago, and and then was a head coach at Northridge and took them to two tournaments. Uh, NCAA tournaments and won a lot of games at Northridge, which is not an easy place to win games. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really excited. I think with with the majority of the team back, uh, with the infusion of new talent, um, some new blood on the coaching staff, uh, I think that we're reinvigorated and uh, looking forward to it. Uh, one thing we're looking forward to, we already talked uh, about this, so we won't talk too much about it here, but number five uh, on the list is the number five beach volleyball team that just missed the NCAA uh, tournament over there in Gulf Shores, but had such a great season, beat Cal Poly twice. Uh, and, you know, in our opinion, obviously, as we discussed on this show, looked like uh, probably should have gotten one of those at-large bids to make it to uh, to Alabama. But, you know, how excited are you for the for the future of that program? Uh, you know, it's, it's been as it's been smoke and mirrors as we were talking about (laughs) earlier and uh, a credit to our student athletes and coaches, but, um, we need to do more for them. It's a sport that obviously, uh, that, that we can win a national championship in you mentioned the AVCA championship in 2013. So, um, we are going to look to, to separate this programs out, uh, to increase funding and scholarships, operating and coaches salaries and, you know, build a, build a championship culture. We go to number four, already mentioned the golf program. The women's golf team wins the Big West Championship at Strawberry Farms by a 10-stroke advantage. That is blowing the field away, you guys. Jennifer Yu won the individual title with a 2-under-69 in the final round. She's the first LBSU golfer to do so since 2007, and it's the first Big West Championship and just the second in school history since 2009. Uh, Coach Joey Cerullo really got that program going yeah, it'll be amazing to see where he goes with it. There's just so much talent. You guys were talking about Wilson High School earlier. There's just so much talent here. And uh, with a campus like ours, um, El Dorado, which has great practice facilities, Virginia Country Club, thank you to the membership out there for, for allowing our programs to be there. But, you know, we have, we have everything that we need. We just need to continue to provide them the resources and funding. But I'm excited for Joey and what he's done. 
obviously a great accomplishment for them. When I saw Long Beach State golf at number four, I assumed JJ was going to shout out Coach Cerule for bringing Wingstop to his uh, to his episode of the podcast that he was on. But the championship is also noteworthy, I guess. Well, yeah, he brought Wingstop and the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Minor detail. Two, two impressive uh, guests for our guests. Uh, number three, the softball team making the NCAA regional for the seventh time in 12 years under coach Kim Souter. This was just last month after Long Beach State put up the sixth best record in program history and their best ever team batting average at 306. Uh, Andy, this this program is really humming right now under co- coach Kim Souter. And you have to love that an alumni is leading the way. Yeah, I mean, what does, I mean, that speaks volumes to, to who we are. Um, we've got a rich, proud tradition of softball here at the beach. And this team was just so much fun to watch. Um, you know, they got it done. You already mentioned the hitting statistics, pitching, fielding. Um, you know, and, and I expect more of the same. You know, there, there's, you know, we've lost some seniors, and, and, and that's always going to happen. But we've got some great talent coming in. We've got uh, the new clubhouse locker room project, which will be in place uh, September, beginning of October. So I, I, I see no reason for us not to expect more from that program. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, big-time championships on this list, obviously. At number two, uh, some history. The women's track and field team here at Long Beach State won their first-ever Big West championship this spring. Uh, their season's still going thanks to that 4x100 relay team with Azaria Hill, Courtney Davis, Madison Golden, and Ashley Chambers. Uh, they're already the fastest 4x1 team in school history, and they've got a pretty good shot to improve on that up in Eugene this weekend. But uh, how, how cool is that for you? I mean, we, we've talked about you're sort of charmed with the time that you happen to get to Long Beach State, but you get another historic championship for them winning their first ever conference title. Yeah, exciting stuff. And, you know, Andy Scythe and Latanya Sheffield, what they've done with that program. Um, you know, I think what they scored, 86 points, I want to say, which is amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I'm still shocked. It's the first one uh, based upon the athletes we have had here. But but this is a team accomplishment, um, and we've got great individuals. And again, uh, you know, as we build these these programs out, these teams out, these rosters out, I'm excited. You know, Latanya, uh, specifically with the women's program, does an amazing job. She's one of the, the, the really great rising coaches in our in our profession. And I don't think there's any question what number one is. Obviously, when you look back on the year for Long Beach State, it is the creation of the first ever podcast with (laughs) Andy Fee. What a great show. It's awesome. No, obviously, the number one moment of the year was the NCAA championship for the men's volleyball team. The first NCAA title at Long Beach State in 20 years and first and even longer than that for the men's volleyball team as they win their second ever championship. Uh, I feel like I could talk about that for the next six months or something. I mean, it was just so much fun. There's so many stories. I'm still trying to figure out ways to wring the last couple anecdotes I have out of it. But, uh, you know, how, how great is that for you and for uh, Coach Knipe and the, and the team, obviously, to know coming out of this year, hey, we had this amazing moment? Well, I'm going to keep talking about it for at least six <laughs> months, if not longer, maybe the rest of my life. Uh, but, you know, you know, one of the funny things I, I, I keep thinking about, and we may have talked about this, is that, you know, technically we started the year 0-2. Uh, the team went up to Canada uh, for a foreign trip to, to start the year and played against um, a, a more veteran program up there. But, you know, technically we started the year 0-2, and, and to see where we ended up, uh, is an amazing uh, feat, and the journey is something I keep reflecting upon. Is obviously that night up at uh, Poly Pavilion is is so special, but to watch it t- uh, take place throughout throughout the season was just so much fun for me. 
One of the things I thought was amazing was going back into the locker room with the team afterwards. There were Olympians who used to play on the team. David Lee, Dustin Watton were in there. Uh, Dustin, current, now with TJ DeFalco on the USA men's national team uh, that's, that's just coming back from overseas. But uh, the tradition and the history of that program is so strong. And as we've mentioned on the show, they're set up for it to continue into next year. I think we have a pretty good chance that in 12 months that team may be at the top of the list again because they've got five All-Americans back and they will be hosting the NCAA Final Four in the Walter Pyramid, uh, which is literally on my calendar. <laughs> as it should be for everyone 11, in Long Beach. 11 and a half months ahead of time. <laughs> I'm ready to go for it. Uh, but, hey, what a great year. What an awesome way to reflect on it. Uh, and we've had a blast. We do. I do want to mention there is one more event aside from the NCAA Track and Field Championships. If you're listening to this and you used to compete at Long Beach State – uh, or you're a media member or anyone who's around the university, chances are you knew Dan Bailey and that he meant an awful lot to you. Uh, the university will be dedicating, and I just want to say I think this is amazing that you guys are doing this, yeah. uh, the training facility here for Dan Bailey, who is a trainer at Long Beach State for, I believe, 30 years, and is just legendary. His kids are legendary. He was legendary. Anyone who is at Long Beach State alongside him has a classic Dan Bailey story. He is the sort of like folklore figure of Long Beach sports. <laughs> I think for us, we've heard so many great stories, and uh, I'm excited to go to that dedication and get to hear some more of that story. That'll be on June 14th, I believe. Uh, in uh, in a couple weeks, and we'll for sure be reporting on that at the 562.org. But uh, tip of the cap for a great decision there, Andy. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I didn't have the honor of working with Dan, but um, the stories I've heard, you know, speaking with his wife Kay about, you know, who he was, you know, we can't think of a better honor than, than to name that facility after Dan. And, uh, you know, it'll be great to get alums back and even our current student athletes um, who may not know who, who Dan Bailey is, but um, you talk about the people, and that's what makes this place great, and Dan was, was one of them. Yeah, what an incredible list of people who probably walked through those doors. <laughs> For sure. Right? right? <laughs> yes. Wow, yeah, that's, that's, that's Not a bad. impressive history always here at Long Beach State, adding to it once again, and hopefully next year doing the exact same thing with another year of the LBF show? I don't know. Are we going into are we, contract? Are we, are we breaking, contract, are we breaking uh, discussion? Yeah, are we you know, breaking news? We're going to have to get the lawyers out for this one. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like I watched last night on HBO Secession. So yeah. I'm really fired up about how I should be negotiating from now on based upon a TV which, show. Which character do I get to be in, in Succession? Right, exactly. That's what I was trying to figure out, too. It's still early. It was the first episode, so I'm not sure. Well, you, did we do this? Did we do the Andy Fee, who would play Andy Fee in a movie? Oh. Yeah, if we're going to end the, if we're going to end the year we got to end it on that right Gee, well, who's gonna play you in the movie tough guy well no we got to do andy <laughs> fee first the ad the ad story who, would play who would plays andy fee and that's a that's a tough one um i know everyone listening is going through their rolodex of hollywood stars i'd say fred armison okay Ooh, yeah fred armison yeah. fred armison could do a really good yeah, yeah i like that, that i like sense. that as well he's that, got that dry humor yeah yeah, yeah yeah definitely that's good i'm kevin smith i've actually been mistaken <laughs> for, i've actually been mistaken for kevin smith by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> That's that is a true story. That is a true story. I like story. that. I like that. You should keep trying to play that up. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that one too. Yeah. Mine's Tom Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Arnold. The greatest answer ever, right? That was the best answer ever. We've had the best time ever, Andy. Thanks for having us, uh, allowing us to co-host this show with the 562.org. Uh, usually we end the show by giving everyone the box office number, but there's nothing to buy tickets for for a couple months. But so. you can probably get your uh, season tickets lined up sure at some can. point this summer, so make sure you're following longbeachstate.com and the562.org to find out when you can get those season tickets. The earlier you buy the season tickets, always the better deal. I'm signing my kids up for
for the kids club again. I think that's the best deal if you're a parent uh, in the city of Long Beach. Uh, What's the age restriction on the kids club? You're you're over. Okay. I'm sorry. The Just fa- checking. The, the beard knocks you out of the kids club. <laughs> yeah, clean shave you might need. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, thank you so much for creating the show, being on the show, helping, letting us uh, help host this show. It's been uh, it's been a great spring. Hoping we can do it again next year. Obviously. Uh, thank you to producer Roger and everybody else who came on the show, those coaches, taking time out of their day, coaches and athletes. Especially the ones who brought food. Especially. Specifically. We'll see you guys next year. Take care, Long Beach.